0: Today on It's Time. But then I will tell you this, remember this, when we get to heaven, we're going to know a whole lot more than we know now. I hear the calling, it's time. It's time. It's time. time.
1: Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler. Pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's going verse by verse through the book of Revelation. So turn there in your Bible as we join Pastor Mike. It's time
0: If you have your Bible, I'd like to invite you to open it to the book of Revelation. We're going through this book. Again, never meant by God to have it be a veiled book, but rather open. And the word revelation means to um, unveil. So it's just the opposite. It's not a sealed book. It's a book that everybody should know about, and what God has, not only for the saints, but for a Christ-rejecting world. Now, again, I always use, you know, in movies, whenever you go to the movies, sometimes they'll have these things on television, you know, and whether it be Jurassic Park or whatever, they'll have these things. Well, there's actually one for Revelation that I made up. It's the book of Revelation. If you didn't like the book, you won't like the movie coming to a street near you. Well, actually, that's the truth. If you don't understand Revelation... Uh, you're not going to understand what's going to be coming down on this world. You know, people say, well, the book of Revelation's so hard to understand. It, it, you know, it's full of metaphors and things. You know, the Bible, Revelation says when it's a metaphor and when it's not. And I, I like that. Like, we'll get into this in chapter 17 today, where it says that uh, the woman that you saw is, well, yeah, it's very clear it's a metaphor, But when the Bible doesn't say it's a metaphor, I need to be very careful in making it say something different other than what it says. And we remember we started off with this book in the book of Revelation chapter 1. John is exiled on the island of Patmos, and God gave him this revelation of what would happen in the world. Revelation 2 and 3 deals with the age of the church. I believe the churches that were there in those days, the history of the church, and also the churches that will be on the earth when Jesus Christ returns. Chapter four deals with the church in heaven and Jesus taking the scroll in chapter five and redeeming the earth, taking the world back that had been given into Satan's hands in the garden of Eden. You see, God put man in a perfect place, but because man rebelled, God took him out of the garden And again, we turn the world over to Satan. The Bible says the devil is the prince of the power of the air. That's who he is. And we have this very formidable enemy that we need to battle in the spirit. Now, Revelation chapter 6 is the beginning of the judgment of God on the earth, where the Antichrist goes out conquering and to conquer. We find the famine and the pestilence and the death that follows. Then when we get into chapter 7, God seals 144,000 Jews. The church is in heaven, friends. So God's never without a witness. He has 144,000 uh, Jews here on this earth to be witness for, for him during the tribulation period. Subsequently, we go up through chapter 13. We get to the mark of the beast, which we're going to be talking a little bit more about this morning. Chapter 13 and chapter 17 are, are slightly related here. <clears throat> and we find these different, varying, cat- catastrophic judgments that fall on the earth. You've, you start off with the seven trumpet judgments and, and uh, excuse me, seven seal judgments. Uh, and then you find the seven trumpet judgments. And now we're going to be in the seven bowl judgment. And once this is done, it's completed. Okay, so we want to look at that. Chapter 16 is where we're going to be, and so to encourage you to look there. Father, as we read these words now, may your Holy Spirit encourage everyone listening, and may we realize that these things are not to terrify us, but Lord, that you would convey to us the importance of our testimony here on this earth right now to warn the world, to be salt and light in these days that we live in. And so we ask you now for that anointing that comes from you. And Holy Spirit, in fact, you are welcome here. And Lord, to touch us, to strengthen us, to convict us in Jesus' name, amen. Revelation chapter 16, the first bowl. We went over a little bit this last week, but we want to look at it again this week. I think it's of such magnitudinal proportion. I don't know if that's a word, but it should be if it isn't, okay. Then I heard with a loud voice from the temple saying, to the seven angels, go and pour out the bowls of wrath of God on the earth. And so the first went and poured its bowl upon the earth. And a foul loathsome. and the word loathsome means oozing, running. You know, you ever had a sore like that that just doesn't heal over? Well, that's what it's talking about. This sore that came on those who had the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. Something about this mark, and maybe the mark is what causes this, we don't know. Maybe it's some bad ink. Maybe it's some bad something. But whatever it is, a mark falls out. Everybody on the earth that has gotten involved with the worship of the beast and all those things has this common problem. It's like a global plague, you might say. The second bowl, verse 3. The second angel poured his bowl on the sea, and it became blood of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. Wow. They estimate that probably the shorelines would be lined 20 miles out on every shore of the ocean with dead sea creatures. Now, you could imagine the smell, the wind blowing across all those rotting carcasses. This world is going to stink really bad. Now, here's one of the things that's really important. There's some different doctrines concerning Revelation, and I'll just tell you, it's what's called replacement theology. Revelation happened in 70 AD according to those, and that God is finished with the nation of Israel, the church has replaced Israel, this book that we're reading now all happened already, it happened in 70 AD, and so really it's just kind of an interesting concept of God's judgments on the earth. The problem with it, it's a lie. Because the Bible here says, every living thing in the sea dies. That did not happen in 70 AD. It has never happened on this earth, but it's going to happen in the days to come. That's how you know how to defend your faith. Somebody say, well, how do you know Revelation hasn't already happened? The Bible says, every living thing in the sea dies. That hasn't happened yet. Now, what causes that? I don't know. Notice it says, He pours out his bowl on the sea. It became blood of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. The blood of a dead man. The the sea creatures dying are a result of the sea becoming like blood. Now, I don't know what that is all about, but it sounds pretty freaky to me. I don't want to be here. People say, oh, you Christians, you're always missing out on everything. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm not here. You want the world? You think the world is so great, you can have it? Let's go to heaven. We need to start gathering up a group. You know, you always go around the worldly people, always telling everybody to go to hell. I think we ought to start telling people to go to heaven. Be a good idea, don't you think? Wouldn't that blow somebody's away? You know, somebody gets mad at you, and they stick their finger at you, and you go, go to heaven. That'll cause some thought, won't it? Well, I really believe that, that we need to really be more heavenly minded because the thing is, that's what's going to last. The world is perishing. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, but he said that we're in the, the, all these are the age of sorrows. I think Jesus said also, when you begin to see these things happen, look up, your redemption draws nigh. And when we begin to see the formulation of the world, a one-world order, a one-world government, one-world religion the coexist, the krizlam that you oftentimes hear about. Well, when I start seeing that kind of stuff, I realize that we're headed for something. The world thinks it's going to be the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The Bible says it's the beginning of hell on earth. So as we look at this, every living thing in the sea dies. Then the third angel poured its bowl upon the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. Now, uh, by the way, that's what most people drink. And so now you find fresh water is being contaminated now by this. Became blood, and I heard the angel of the water sing, you are righteous, O Lord, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, because you have judged these things things. Now, by the way, uh, the water on the earth becoming undrinkable, that's a pretty strong judgment. But remember, true and righteous are your judgments, O God. Why is that? Because of this reason. He says this, you are righteous, O Lord, who was, who is, who is to come, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of the saints and the prophets. And by the way, the martyrdom of true believers during the tribulation is going to be staggering. There's a number under the altar, Revelation 6, where we see this. We see it all the way through the book of Revelation, that people will have to die for their relationship with God. And by the way, when we get into 17, you know, I've studied the Bible a long time, and it wasn't until I really understood fully a relationship with God, our Father in heaven, where we truly say our Father, not some mindless, our Father which are not, be thou, our Father which art not, Hail Mary. But no, a true relationship with Father. And I don't know, maybe, if you, maybe this is part of, of having kids, because you recognize your kids come to you without any pretense. They don't come they don't care if you're in the bathroom brushing your teeth in your underwear they'll come in and hug you they don't care Well I like that about kids and that's the way we're supposed to be with our relationship with our father in heaven that we come to him without pretense I don't come to my father in heaven my children don't come to me Our Father which are not be Revelation 17 addresses the religious junk that's in the world. We're going to get to that in just a minute. You have all these cataclysmic things breaking out on the earth, and then now God will begin to deal with this as we go a little farther up. And so he says that they have shed the blood of the saints. Why did they do that? Because you've got to remember, there's always the real in every crowd and there's the phony in every crowd. But here is where the phony is primarily the whole world. And there's just a small remnant of those that truly believe in God. We play a song on the effect called Skinny Road. Take the skinny road. A lot of people don't understand that, but let me explain. Jesus said there's a road that leads to hell that's broad. The road that goes to heaven is narrow. In fact, it's interesting, I've shared this before, but even the world recognized that. ACDC came out with a song called Highway to Hell. Most of you probably are familiar with it. If you're not, ask your kids. Led Zeppelin came out several years ago with Stairway to Heaven. Kind of in, I guess these two roads were probably anticipated by the traffic that would be on them you got a stairway to heaven, you got a highway to hell. Even the world recognizes it, friends. By the way, those sometimes are kind of interesting things to get in. I I found that uh, Paul was quite a bridge builder in the Bible, Apostle Paul. And he would take what was common that they're familiar with, and he would use those things to break into conversation with somebody. When he went to Mars Hill, he said, Oh, I see you guys are very religious people. I, I often view Mars Hill as a giant Starbucks. They're all sitting around drinking their little lattes. Well, what do you think God is? I don't know. What do you think God is? Well, I think God's a tree. What do you think God is? Well, I think God's a light bulb. You know, I mean, they all got around philosophizing, psychedelicizing. That's what they were doing on Mars Hill. And they had all these statues. And Paul says, I see you're all very religious people. He says, but you know, he says, I want to tell you something. You got one here to the unknown God. This is the one I want to tell you about. I like that about God. Because see, the thing is, when he, when he said that, he bridged where they were at. And I think sometimes when you walk up to somebody and say, hey, you like rock music, oh, I love rock music, yeah, you hear A G D C song, yeah, yeah, you hear the song about the highway to hell. Doesn't that bother you? That there's a highway to hell? It's really weird sometimes how we bridge that gap and then we can go into the gospel and present it. Well, it says here. He said, you have given them blood to drink. It is their just due. You shed the blood of the saints. Okay, world, now have some blood to drink on your own. You know, it's an interesting thing. The Bible says you reap what you sow. And by the way, what I've also found in life, and especially this time of the year, you go plant one little kernel of corn out in the field out here. You don't get one little kernel of corn this time of the year. You get a stalk with maybe three or four ears of corn on it. You get a whole lot more than what you sowed. We all need to be very much aware of what we're sowing. So he says, And I heard another from the altar sing, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. I think this is a really important verse. This verse has given me a lot of comfort. And this is the reason why. I know how many people have said, Well, how can I enjoy heaven if I know my mom and dad or my brother or sister... Or maybe my friends went to hell or are going to hell, and I'm in heaven enjoying heaven. How could I ever be at peace in heaven in all this, knowing what happened to them? I think it's a very good question. But then I will tell you this. Remember this. When we get to heaven, we're going to know a whole lot more than we know now. And I believe that we too will say true and righteous are your judgments. In other words, God's going to reveal to us that they had an opportunity to receive Christ or reject Christ according to who he was and who he is and their relationship with him. And so I can't say, oh, I I can't enjoy heaven because somebody that I know is not here. All I can say is true and righteous are your judgments because God, you gave them in some way an opportunity to get right with you. I think it's so important. The fourth bowl. Angel poured out his bowl on the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. Climate change. I don't know. But I know one thing, it's going to be bad. Maybe it's the verge of a supernova. I'm not sure. But the Bible says that the sun is going to be given power to burn up people on the earth. You're going to need sunblock number 5,000 because it's going to be pretty tough. And the men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of God who had power over the plagues and they did not repent and give him glory. It's interesting how hard people's hearts can get. And here we find the more supernatural things God was allowing to happen to our earth, the harder people's hearts got. Now, a lot of people have said, well, if they could just see a miracle, it would change. Well, remember, Jesus rose people from the dead. And instead of them saying, wow, only God could do that, their hearts got harder. And that's what caused them to crucify Christ because their hearts could not reconcile that he's God, they're not. And so get rid of the standard, get rid of Jesus. Should have known they couldn't keep a good man down. He rose three days later, showing and demonstrating he had power over death. Now he says the fifth angel poured his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom became full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain and they blasphemed the god of heaven in their pains and their sores and did not repent of their deeds darkness and pain are always part of the devil's regime the sixth angel poured his bowl on the river euphrates And the water was dried up so the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. We talked about this last week. Kings of the east means literally land of the rising sun. It's interesting that both Japan and at one time China had suns on their flags. And it says, And I saw Three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. You might call this right here the unholy trinity. You have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in God's kingdom. And here you find the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet and out of the mouth of the dragon. And these spirits, for these are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the king's And go out uh, to the earth, the whole world, to gather them to the battle of the great day of the Almighty. This is the battle of Armageddon you've heard about. This is where they're all going to gather in this. The river Euphrates dries up, which prepares the way so these kings can come across. Remember one time China, several years ago, said they had a standing army of 200 million. It's the number that the Bible also gives us for this battle. Verse 15... Behold, I'm coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Right in the middle of all this going on, you find these words of Jesus. And if you'll notice, if you have a red letter edition Bible, you'll notice these words are red. Why would you find this right there? I think this is what Jesus is saying. This is going to be a bad time. And you as a Christian, you want to keep your heart right with him, walk in faith, walk in love, be an example for those around you and let God use you in this great way. And they gathered together in this place in the Hebrew Armageddon, this great battle of Armageddon. They come there to fight with one another. And this is where Jesus comes back and they're all fighting each other. They see Jesus and they decide to stop fighting each other and start fighting the Lord. Crazy, crazy battle. Seventh bowl. And the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne. It is done. This is the end of the great tribulation. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and a great earthquake. And such a mighty great earthquake has not occurred since men were on the earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the city of the nations fell. The great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Now, verse 20 is important. Let's look at this. Every island fled away. No more Hawaii. Whang. And the mountains were not found. Friends, this isn't an earthquake. This is a world changer. Mountains are not found anymore. They're gone. There is such tectonic plate movement that the whole world changes. And great hail from heaven fell upon men, every hailstone the weight of a talent, about 75 pounds. Imagine 75-pound bowling balls falling out of the sky. Friends, That'll do a lot for your green solar panels, won't it? When you begin to realize what is facing this world down the line, I believe it will cause you to realize how important you are to God. Why is that? Because you're His witnesses, you're His kids. And I look at this and I realize the only thing that separates this world from this judgment is the Spirit of God in you. The Bible says, when that which is withholding is removed, speaking of the Holy Spirit, in you, then the Antichrist can rapidly come to power. Why why can't the Antichrist come to power today? That's a good question. I think there's too many of you globally. If guy comes on the world scene doing great signs and wonders, and everybody says he's the, the Christ, the Messiah of the world, there's enough of us out here that say, no, you're a phony dude. We're not going to buy your chili. You're up there telling everybody you're God, that you got all the answers. No, you're not. But imagine the rapture comes. We're gone. Oh, there's still going to be a lot of religious people here because their faith wasn't in Christ. But they will have no power against the Antichrist. They can't identify him. And so he'll rapidly be able to come to power.
1: Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse-by-verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening and tune in next time for It's Time.